this is Sharon Osborne, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Scheibel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Scheibel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is co-host of the talk on CBS, Sharon Osborne. Throughout Sharon's remarkable life, she was raised by a violent and manipulative father, married a rock star and helped launch his career, started in a reality TV show with her family, and even survived cancer. We discuss how she's persevered despite her many life challenges during this podcast episode. Ever since childhood, you've dealt with reoccurring family abuse and illness. How have you been able to manage these experiences and become a stronger and smarter person as a result? It's a a weird topic for me. I had a father who I adored, who, you know, was a very powerful man in the music industry. I adored him. I did a lot of things for him. He made me CEOs of all his companies and bank loans and mortgages and everything was in my name and I thought he was doing it because I was so bright and fabulous he was doing it so he could be a free person and if the shit hit the fan his name's not on anything my name's on and he would be oh so what you go bankrupt and and it's nothing it's no big deal but I can't be seen to go bankrupt and this that and the other the man I thought he was he ended up that he wasn't But I still really loved him and adored him, but I had to separate myself from him. I parted company with him in 82. It took a couple of years to actually do it all legally and do the parting. It was a very hard time for Ozzy and I. Very, very hard time because we didn't have anything for each other. Ozzy'd gone through a divorce. I'd gone through a separation of business. I had two suitcases, Aussie had two suitcases, and we had each other. It gave me determination. My father had given me a good work ethic. I knew everybody because of my father and working in the industry for him. So I knew everybody. But everybody was, oh, they'll fail. He's a drunk. He's a kid. Who gives a shit? And it was just amazing that when Ozzy's album came out, the whole world changed their opinion. As far as the music industry goes, changed their opinion. And it was like, whoa, we went from strength to strength. We built our little empire, whatever it is. And we built our family through it all. Everything in my life, I've had so many ups, so many downs, so many really unusual situations I've had to go through. I had really, really bad depression and I had no idea what it was until about 20 years ago. Some days are good and some days are so low. I can't even talk or I can't even stop crying, but you deal with it. I think that's a very powerful reflection. As you get older and what I've noticed now, the older you get, the more you can take a step back from who you were back then and really look at the entire situation and how it was tough for you, but there were lessons learned, there was connections made. Uh, It probably helped fuel your relationship even stronger because of how much you went through together. If we can get through this, we can get through anything. Like that, you adopt that type of mentality and determination. And then that goes through everything you do from a family perspective. Everything, everything. You get that fight instinct of like, I will not go down. I will not I will not let them do this to us meaning the industry meaning my father meaning everybody you cannot do this we deserve a chance and we got that chance and we fought all the way and we won you just have to pick yourself up you look at the positives 
you have to look at the positives because unless you go here, you're never going to get this going. So it's always, I have this, I have that. So you keep thinking of all the positives in your life as a reason to get out of that bed. Yeah, I think that's so important. It's good to have that perspective and see the positives Yeah, just to keep moving forward. You just talk about your depression. A lot of people are suffering from mental health. It's something that you've talked about, you know, not just even mm-hmm. on this podcast, but on national TV. You recently did an episode on the talk uh, show that you co-host to spread awareness for mental World Mental Health Day, which is mm-hmm. one of the most important days of the year, in my opinion. What advice can you offer those who are suffering from mental health issues right now and want to heal? Don't do what I did and not deal with it, not even realize. You've got to go and see somebody about it. There are numbers to call. There are places to go. There's people you can talk to. There are so many outlets now. Don't just think, oh, it's nothing. I'm just a bit down. It is something and it's something big. And if you don't get get it dealt with, it will get bigger and bigger. I like that because part of self-help is not just what you do for yourself in terms of meditation practices, but it's getting help. We need each other to survive and function. And there's been such a stigma around mental health. The number one reason why people don't go and seek mental health support is because of the stigma. It was always, oh, they're crazy. You get that one. Oh, don't deal with her. Oh, she's so excitable. She's so this. She's so hard to deal with. You feel insecure about saying, look, I can't cope. I'm drowning. I am drowning. For me, you know, suffering from anxiety, I was always told, settle down, settle down, settle down. I'm like, I can't settle down. I I wish I could like press a button for settling down, but that doesn't really happen. Uh, it doesn't. And take a deep breath, count to 10. Oh, really? I think a lot of life too is about understanding. Really taking a minute, don't rush to a conclusion and, and judge someone for the way they're acting. Like take a step back and be like, they're probably acting like this for a reason, maybe for- that you don't even understand. So take the time to get to know someone, build those connections in actual human understanding so that you can welcome the, them into your life and make them feel yeah. better about being in the society. I always say to my kids, if you had a bad foot, you'd go and get it fixed. If you had a bad arm you would go and get it fixed so if you have a bad head that's driving you nuts you've got to go and get it fixed it's no different mental and physical need to be aligned right and they both need to be focused on not one or the other it's both you're known as a very truthful person you're outspoken about a variety of important topics like mental health how have you handled criticism from people who disagree with you even though you're sharing the truth that you believe in it's my truth i can only talk of my truths and things that have happened to me that i can advise somebody on and if you don't agree fine not everybody agrees you could see a painting and you'll get five different opinions on that painting or view of somebody who's beautiful. Not everybody thinks beauty is one thing. So you're going to get different opinions and you're never going to get 100% of people saying, oh, you're right, you're right. You're always going to get people to pull you down or say you're wrong and give you a million reasons why you're wrong. But I can only talk about my life and how it affected me. Even though you might be viewed as polarizing, people who love you love you because you're being honest and speaking your truth. You've been a public figure for a long time. Has it made it easier or harder or both to be a wife and a mother? Harder on my kids and that makes me feel guilty, but they're not kids anymore. They're adults. And so it was tough for a time on my kids because I had to be away a lot, travel a lot. You get that guilt as a mother, you know, the whole time you're enjoying what you're doing, but you've still got this big guilt inside you. You're kind of lifting them into the public eye and maybe they yeah. did, didn't did sign up for it, but they, they get the pros and cons from that as well. Yeah. 
so it's a mi- like everything else is a mixed bag. People like but, to look at all the positive things, but there are negative things that also come with this and it's a balance and it's not for everyone and not yeah. everyone should just try and be famous because they're overlooking the downsides of that that might not it, work with who they are and their it, personality and goals. Exactly. And that's why one of my kids didn't want to do the show with us. And that's why we ended the show. We said enough, three years beautiful, fantastic, enough. Ozzy's going back into the studio. He's going to do an album. He's, you know, going to continue touring. I'm continuing doing my state. No more reality. And what's your best piece of career advice? Whatever career you want to do, make sure you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Learn your craft, whatever it is. Don't go up there bullshit and say, I want to do this, but you don't know anything about the path you've chosen. Do your homework. Keep your mouth shut just to get in whatever the line of business is you want. It's the opposite of the advice of fake it till you make it. Pretend you are something that you're not. It takes a lot of time. You get found out. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Sharon. To follow her journey, you can watch the talk on CBS and find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where she shares her family, appearances, clips from her show, memories, and quotes. And to watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Schaubel. <laughs>